Welcome to another episode of the Powerless to Powerful Recovery podcast. My name is Jason. I'm an alcoholic and addict. As always, our mission is to share experience, strength, and hope across multiple media platforms. The story of addiction and the road to recovery. We're not affiliated with Alcoholics Anonymous or any other 12-step based organizations or groups in any way. Today's episode, I have a very, very, and you know what? And every time I post and every time I talked about the second season, the people that I wanted to bring on, I wanted to bring on true recovery all-stars. And today I have a true recovery all-star. I want to welcome Kristen Day to the show. Hi. There she is. Okay, hold up. You know, and every time I, I think about, you know, all the people that I want to have on here, all the people in my support system, the recovery community, you know, and I always like to talk about how this all came to be. We don't just come to record a podcast and have her over here to do these things just out of the blue. And when I think about when I first got out of prison and I got plugged into the recovery community right away and, and I would see you. I, first off, I've seen your Facebook. And if you haven't seen her Facebook, she's got this amazing like <laughs> three picture of her and her, her addiction and then finding recovery. And then the, the woman that she is today. And I remember seeing that. And I was like, damn, that's pretty cool. And uh, then I started seeing her name everywhere. Then I go to meetings and I would see her. And then I get on all the recovery platforms and I would see her. And then I go to another meeting and I would see her. And then everyone would talk about her and I'd see her again. And then I had an opportunity to meet her and talk to her. And, you know, every time through awareness and I get to understand why God puts people in my life. And then we start to talk and we see each other on Facebook and we have a common mutual friend. And then we talk and we realize that. Like we know, every we've known a lot of the same people. <laughs> we know a lot of the same people. Like I'm sure we even partied in high school I together. Guarantee it. <laughs> guarantee it. And then we get to share this amazing moment together. So thank you for being here and, being, and being on the show. But again, every journey starts somewhere. So I just kind of want to, you know, take it back to the beginning of where it all started for you. And you know, you were were you a military brat? Is that what they would yeah, call it? Yeah, absolutely. So what was childhood like? Growing up in the military, dad was in the military. What was that like for you? Moving around, it had to be tough. Yeah. So we moved around a lot. You know, I'd get comfortable. We move around. Get comfortable. We move around. Um, eighty three to eighty five, eighty six. Like I was in Germany with okay. my dad and my mom. Uh, my mom ended up giving birth to a child um, that had a lot of problems and they ended up giving her up for adoption um, due to her medical conditions and stuff that they just couldn't provide for her. You know, they had her up until she was like three years old and it was just so much. Yeah, I remember like living in the Ronald McDonald house and and stuff like that growing up and and always um like when i lived in germany there were these old people that took care of me and we called them oma and opa Did you and speak german i spoke german before i spoke english <laughs> i can't speak i can speak a couple words now but that's about it's it it's crazy how quick you lose it when you don't use it <laughs> for sure so uh you know we moved around a lot and um uh my dad got stationed after um germany we ended up moving to michigan and he got a recruiter position and then we moved to colorado and my parents ended up getting divorced and i went with my mom and and uh you know and my little sister my mom had another daughter and um i moved with her for a little bit and she started bringing random dudes home and I'm like, you know, my dad, I don't have to listen to you, you know, and I don't want to live here anymore. I want to go live with my dad. So my so mom. Is, so dad's one of us. Mom was one of us too. Mm. Maybe. So, she, she's definitely one of us, but she doesn't admit it, <laughs> yeah, you know? Okay. Um, and my dad, you know, he was, he was an alcoholic. Um, he hasn't drank today. He hasn't drank in almost over three years. Um, he smokes pot. 
but you know, PTSD from the wars and everything like that. Like I'm okay with that. If that's what you need to do to calm yourself. Cool. Absolutely. So I moved around a lot, you know, and um, I moved back with my dad and and he started, you know, getting um, in a relationship with a woman and and having kids. And and I'm like, oh, you're not my mom. I don't have to listen to you. You're not my mom. Yeah. And I I moved back to my mom's and now my mom has the stepdad and, you know, and they're raising my little sister. And you're not my dad. Yeah, you're not my dad. (laughs) And I'd cause some fucking chaos, man. Oh, God. I remember like uh, I'd run away you know and and bye yeah yeah totally (laughs) and um my mom would be searching for me everywhere and I I just caused so much hell in their lives so when I you know went to high school and stuff and so you move back so you come back to Arizona Mm -hmm. and you live with mom and then you know ultimately mom gets sick is that what happens so mom got sick before um I moved here uh, mom had breast cancer, cervical cancer, and ovarian cancer. Mm. Uh, beat it all, thank God, you know. Um, but that's why we moved here was because of the cancer treatment center, and Mayo it was Clinic. yeah, it was supposed to you know be the best in the world. And um, so she came here, and they uh, and my stepdad and her got a house, and and they did good out here. And and like I said, I'd go back and forth. So like, I'd stay here six months and then I'm like, fuck you. I don't yeah, want to be gone. here. Yeah. I want to go live and with I'd my dad. Go to, I'd go to Colorado and then I'd cause chaos over there and my dad would send me back here. So, um, I finally came back here in 96 though. So you came back in 96 and you know, you're, you're bouncing around I mean, you've been bouncing around back and forth. Yeah. I mean, your whole life up until 96, you start yeah. high school. And you go to Deer Valley? Yeah. Shout out Deer Valley High. Skyhawks. Skyhawks. <laughs> shout out. Okay. And, you know, so I always like to think, you know, because, you know, when I look back on high school for me, specifically 1997, sophomore year in high school, that was when getting high and partying was fun. And I tried to relive 1997 for 20 years. I'll be 40 soon. Yeah, me too. <laughs> what was high school like, though, for you? Oh, God. So I was in marching band, you know, freshman freshman and sophomore year. And uh, I was picked on, man. I was bullied and, you know, and, and uh, I ended up bringing a knife to school to stab a girl. Kind and knife? Are we talking pocket like knife? A little, Switchblade? Yeah, like a little butterfly knife. Oh, my dad. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> Stabber. It wasn't a Swiss Army knife that had no. like also had like scissors on no. it. Oh, no, real knife. <laughs> it was a real knife. <laughs> okay. So I get kicked out and I uh and I end up going to the charter school across the street. Oh, the charter school. The charter school, you know, because uh-huh. that's where all the fuck ups go. That is true. So I go there and uh and I'm smoking weed and I'm drinking on the weekends and I'm you know and my little group of girls that I was hanging out with like everybody started having sex and. I'm going to have sex too because yeah, peer pressure is a motherfucker, it you is. know, like you're not cool unless you're having sex. And, and it's crazy when I think about like sex and, and, you know, high school and like, you know, the way it's like, we have this misconception of what it's all about. And we learn these false beliefs from childhood, from high school, the way we learn about it. And then we carry that with us and it affects every single relationship as we go further in our Absolutely. life. Absolutely. And I know some of your story and <laughs> it's definitely a thing. <laughs> It's definitely a thing. So I always say men is my number one addiction. You know what I mean? Like I can put the drugs and the alcohol down, but men are definitely it. See, what has happened is I met this guy, I met this girl, and you know how that goes. But she's going to write me, though. Yeah. She said she's going to write me. Totally. She's a writer, bro. (laughs) Writer. (laughs) So you're in marching band. You get picked on, played the clarinet. 
Yeah, right. this one time in band camp. This one time in band camp. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> another show, another time. Right, definitely. <laughs> you end up going to a charter school. You end up getting kicked out of both. You get kicked out of I high get school. Kicked out, kicked of out, the... out of charter school. Well, what's that whole time period like? You get pregnant during this time? Uh, so I got pregnant um, before I got kicked out of the charter school. Um, we're talking like 16 years I would, old. No, I was 14. 14 years old. Yeah. Okay. And that was with our mutual friend. Okay. Um, we won't say any names, uh-huh. but yeah. So I, uh, I ended up having an abortion at 14 and, um, you know, and, and I think that that's the right thing to do. Cause I'm like drinking and, you know, doing Coke here and there. And it's the no progression. Big, it's the progression yeah. of party drugs. In I have no reason bringing a child into this world. So I, uh, I get kicked out of the charter school. You know, I was, I started dating this dude, and and uh, he ends up shooting the school up. Are we talking like with a BB like, gun shooter? No, we like, like a or? yeah. Oh, he had the AK. It, it was a, I think it was an M4. Or, oh, really? Yeah, and he ended up going to prison for ten years. Yeah, it was okay. crazy. Yeah, it sounds pretty crazy. Nobody got hurt, thank God. Thank God. But uh, you know, I was skipping school before then, and and uh, I'll show my age because we are the same age. Yes, we are the same. And age. Uh, Metro Center was <laughs> the oh, place shout to hang out. out. Metro Center <laughs> broke my heart when they closed. Yes, that I know. I went and took pictures in front of it, like all my childhood. <laughs> that was the spot. That was before Arrowhead Mall. Yes. That was the only mall that we had was Metro right. Center. So I, uh, you know, I'm 16 and I'm walking up the escalator and dude's walking down and I'm like, oh, you have a nice butt and mm-hmm. I'm oh. pregnant. Oh, you got cakes. I got, yeah. <laughs> and, and I'm pregnant. Yeah. You Boom, know, just like Boom. That. <laughs> drink the water. I get pregnant. So I, uh, I get pregnant and um, I'm going to go to a charter school though, that I can work at my own pace, you know, and I can get my high school diploma and, um, and get out of high school as fast as I can. So I graduate four months. I'm like four months pregnant with my son and I graduate a year and a half early. Graduated in 99. I was supposed to graduate in 01. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, and, and I get my parents to let me get married because that's the thing to do. Yeah, I'm going to get married now. Yeah, because I'm going to have a baby. So you got married and, at 16. Yeah. You got married at 16. Yeah. You know, one thing we back up one second with the charter school thing. I had some friends that would go, went to charter school, right? Got kicked out of high school, went to charter school, graduated before me. Yeah. I mean, they're handing credits that was out me. over there. Yeah. yeah. They, I mean, they're handing them credits out. Everything I had to do. Telly. Quick. Quick. That was the name of you the know? Name, yeah. And so ultimately you get married and, and he's in the military. Or? So he joins the military, you know, because that's the right thing to do. He's 19. I'm 16. And, uh, and, um. I was raised in the military, so I'm yeah. like, yeah, we can Perfect. have a great life. You know, you're going to be in the military. We're going to travel the world. Everything's going to be amazing. VA loan. Yes. Yeah, we're in. It's going to be great, you know, and. Uh, but it wasn't. It wasn't. I end up uh, having a miscarriage at six months, and um, that was horrible. Yeah. You know, it was very traumatizing. Baby fell out of me in the fucking toilet. Like, mm. I had no. You know, I just didn't even know how to deal with all of it, um, except, you know, do drugs and drink and, and suppress those feelings. Yeah, because the drugs and the alcohol is the solution to the problem. But we always think it's a problem if I just stop doing heroin, my life's going to get better. Right. And we experience all this trauma. And, and the big book says most alcoholics have to be pretty badly mangled. Right. And we have a high threshold for pain. For sure. And it takes us a long time to get there. For sure. And then I think about that. I think about that a lot. It's like, how many times was it so painful that I was willing to do something different? But what 
ended up happening was I got relief, not recovery. Yeah. Mom let me back in the crib. Yep. I got a job again. Yep. I got a little bit of trust. <laughs> Definitely. Put a hundred dollars in the bank. Yes. I'm good now. Yeah. I don't need meetings. And I, and I know that's so common. Yeah. And so ultimately you move out to Fort Hood and you're pregnant mm -hmm. and you have a miscarriage. I have the miscarriage. So before I moved to Fort Hood though, I have the miscarriage here in Arizona. Okay. Um, I almost die from the miscarriage. Wow. Um, I remember them airbacking me to good Sam and, and my husband came in thinking like, I was really big, you know what I mean? So like, I thought maybe I was further along. There was problems with the pregnancy and, um, and he comes in and he's like, where's my kid? And I had to tell him that the baby had, didn't make mm. it, you know? Tough. And, uh, so he ends up going to Fort hood, um, or he goes to Fort Leonard Wood. I'm sorry. Goes to Fort Leonard Wood, does his boot camp, comes back. And I find out that he cheated on me. Um, I may have taken a butcher knife and tried to cut objects off of his body. You want Lorraine to bob it? Yeah, but oh, I was unsuccessful. That. Oh, okay. I missed. Okay. He squirmed too much and, and got away oh, he was... before I could do it. So. Oh, he was, uh, he was he... a little wired. Yeah, he was like, <laughs> <laughs> you know. I mean, I bet. <laughs> and I remember the cops showing up to the apartment and they're like, uh, we got a domestic call. And I was like, oh, yeah, you sure did. Yeah, oh, yeah, he was did. screaming bloody murder, <laughs> you know, and the cops are like, how old are you? And I was like 16. And they're like, oh, my God, you know, and they're like you're married and i was like yeah he's my guardian you know yeah. that's why my parents yeah. would always yeah. make jokes like oh you're not our problem anymore you're his. Yeah, you got a guardian yeah he's, he, <laughs> you're his problem now so uh i call my mom at two o'clock in the morning and i'm like can you come get me and she's like what did you do i'm like what did i do what did he do yeah. everything's about him. yeah, yeah he's the one sticking his thing in things yeah. that he shouldn't have and uh and i move out or he goes to fort hood i stay in our apartment and uh and we separate for a little bit. He calls me two months later and he's like, look, man, like we're married. Like, let's make this work. And I was like, well, I took vows. I don't know what vows you took, yeah, but I took some. Attention. Yeah. So uh, I moved to Fort Hood, you know, because I have nothing going on for me here. Yeah. And uh, and I moved to Fort Hood and I get pregnant. Again. Again. <laughs> Again. You're not playing. You're not <laughs> yes. playing. You're fertile. Right. Yeah, like I said, I drink the water, I get pregnant. You look at me, I get pregnant. So I uh I get knocked up and and I think like, you know, our life is gonna be great and this baby's gonna fix everything and we're gonna do good and within a few months he's you know doing what he does. Doing it again, yeah, on again. for sure. Now I'm in Texas, away from my family. I've never been this far away. Lonely. I've always, yeah, and I and I'm young and like I don't know how to fucking take care of myself yeah. out there like that. Um, he ends up getting dishonorably discharged to the military, and uh, they don't care if your wife is nine months pregnant. They take yeah. her benefits and your benefits. You don't gotta Bye. go home, but you can't stay here. Yeah, yeah you got to go. Totally. <laughs> So I, uh, I call my mom again and I'm like, mom, like, I need you to come and get me. And she flies on a plane, comes to Texas and, and gets me and flies me back. And Shout out mom. Yeah, for sure. Like, <laughs> you know, as addicts, it's crazy. Like we can put our parents through hell and no matter what, that woman always came yeah. to my beck and call. And so those Always. are the motivating. We get we get sober because we're sick of feeling the way we feel. We do it because we want to do it. Finally, we're sick of that. But it's the the mothers and the fathers and the the you know the wives and the husbands and the, the 
kids and all that. Those are the motivating factors because they never gave up on us. For sure. And it's crazy because, you know, I'm not going to mention the name. Um, You know, I'm sure people who know me will know, but, you know, I have a very close somebody. He thought that if he had kids, things were going to get better and he would try houses. Well, he didn't get dogs and all those things. So he had some kids and he got some dogs and he got multiple houses. And then ultimately when that all the dust settles, there's still the underlying issues that are still there. And yeah. it didn't work out. Right. And he's rebuilding his life as we speak. Absolutely. And so you come back out here to rebuild your life. I do. And you're focused at this time. Yeah. You got a I baby am. and you're focused. What's focus look like for you? I mean, I started going to school. Um, I get a full ride scholarship to ASU West for elementary education. I'm doing good. I'm working three jobs, you know, raising my son on my own. I file for divorce. I get divorced when I'm 19. And, uh, and life is good, man. You know, I'm doing great. And, and, and were you and doing hair at all three of those jobs? You started no, doing hair yet? I didn't start doing hair until a while after, after my second divorce. I mean, your hair is always on point, by Thank the way. You. Yeah, <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I can tell you do hair, for sure. Yeah. Well, actually, I just seen something on Facebook recently, and it looks like Ian could do some hair, too. I, I taught him well, you know. <laughs> I taught him well. <laughs> so you got three jobs. You got a full ride, you know, scholarship to yeah. ASU West. You're you're getting your life. You're, you're focused. You're sober. Mm-hmm. Cut it all doing, out. Doing good. White knuckling it. Yeah. But, pretty you, much. you know, and that's okay. It works for a period of time. And right. ultimately, we need to find God and all the other solutions that come with it, which we both know now, yeah. but we both tried all the other way. We have to try every way before we finally, you know, can conceive that this is the way or the path for me. And right. I'm able to finally create a psychic change. And so, uh, but ultimately you're living with mom and mom lives in where? Mom lives in Surprise. And what's right by Surprise? El Mirage. Oh, El Mirage. <laughs> oh, goodness. You know, so, so like? uh, blonde hair, green eyes. Mm-hmm. And, and, and they, uh, you know, introduced me to crystal meth and oh. like, I'm, I'm hurting at this time, man. I'm, I'm trying to make ends meet with my three jobs and going to school and taking care of my son. And I, uh, and I end up, you know taking some dope over here and dropping it off in my car and, and I get paid a little money and then that was easy. Yeah. So easy. So So then I'm going to go over the border and do it too. Cause you're going to pay me more. Yeah, absolutely. I'll drop the kid off at my parents' house on the weekend. I'll go over the border, Uh take it over, not get caught, come back, still be able to go to school on Monday. And uh, that went that went good for a little bit. Well, everything goes so good till it goes so bad. And so when we think about this now, and so you got the stressors, the jobs, the finances, you got all the untreated trauma from the abortion, the miscarriage, moving around, being bullied in high school, getting kicked out of high school. I mean, you are, you know, it's safe to say that you probably shouldn't have any knives around you, right? At any, at any, <laughs> at any point in time. I just got my. Uh, I just got my my Concealed weapons yeah, permit. I just I've seen got. That. <laughs> Yeah, I just that. got my rights restored. So <laughs> nice. And so when we think about all the trauma that we experience, and we still don't have a real solution, and the stressors of life, and then you know, a smuggling drug sounds like a pretty damn good idea. Absolutely. But and it, it uh, goes bad. Yeah, totally. Because they're like, "Oh, just do a little bit of this, and you'll be good." And and I do a little bump of that, and before you know it, I'm doing meth yeah, every day. I know I'm doing meth. I can make two trips in one day. Absolutely. <laughs> And I lose a job. I quit another one. I get fired from another one. I, I uh-huh. you know, the house gets raided and, and uh, I don't get arrested at this time, though. But the guy that was there at the house gets arrested. So I get kicked out of the apartment uh-huh. and yeah. now I'm homeless oh. doing meth every day. And I give my uh, parents temporary guardianship of my son. 
because I'm going to live this life as a drug dealer. Yeah. You know? Yeah, for yeah. sure. And, uh, and I, I, it's funny. Cause like when I did my fourth step, like I always said, like, I never sold my ass for money yeah. or for dope. And my sponsor's like, bitch, you were fucking the dope man. Yeah. You were fucking for dope. Che- like, right. open- <laughs> checks out. I'm like, damn it. You know? So I, uh, and I'm doing meth every day and my life is completely unmanageable. And I, uh, I end up getting pregnant again, again, again. Okay. Again, I mean, I can't keep track. Yeah. So this is four or five. So this, this <laughs> is, uh, I have the abortion. I have a miscarriage. I have my son. And now this is my fourth one. Okay. All right. And then, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I school's gone. Everything, uh, house oh. is gone. Um, my parents are like, you know, we're, we're not doing the shit with you. And it's crazy because we can have all the, the cars, the money, the kids, we could have the houses, we could have all those things. And it all fits in one rig, one shot. It's gone. Right. One tray, one pill, one bot. It's gone. It's gone. It takes everything from us every time. And I always say to people are like, well, I lost everything, dude. It's like, you gave that shit away. Right. For Losing sure. something, be like, oh, shit, oh, there, shit. there it is. I found, <laughs> I found it. it. No, it's gone. <laughs> For I'm, sure. the, I'm the worst. I'm the pawn shop guy. Yeah. Oh, I'm coming back for this. <laughs> Just give me, give me a hundred on right. this 64 inch TV. Cause I'm going to be, I never come back. I've never came back and got nothing. Right. I give all my shit away. I'd come back and get the laptop and then I'd turn it back in again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's also what it says in the doctor's opinion, make a supreme sacrifice rather than continue to fight. And that sacrifice can mean so many freedom, health, possessions, sometimes suicide. I mean, we'll sacrifice everything because we're in the midst of a craving beyond our control, which we don't realize. We think we're just fuck ups and bad people. But then we start to realize that that explains the things we can't otherwise account for because we're in the midst of craving. So when mom says, what are you kidding me? You stole my shit. And we're like, I don't know. Yeah. The kids weren't enough. I I stole $150,000 worth of quads and sold them to some people in Mexico. Yeah. They like quads. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I could scratch the numbers off. and Shout out Rocky point, Puerto (laughs) Penasco. That's a whole nother show. Yes, whole absolutely. Day. <laughs> you know, so now I'm pregnant and, uh, and I'm doing meth every day and I'm, I'm begging God, like do something. So I, uh, I get caught selling two ounces of meth to an undercover cop. Now, did you know he was an undercover? No, no, they're good. They're good. They're real good. They were from Youngtown. Oh, Youngtown. So they, oh, yeah. I know Youngtown. Mm-hmm. One block. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So they got me good. Um, they got me. So me and my girlfriend were selling and I, I still to this day believe she set me up, yeah. you know, but um, they couldn't get me on everything because I grabbed the money. She passed the dope. So uh, they so couldn't the, get me for yeah, everything. Chain of custody, if you right. will. Uh-huh. So uh, they end up, um, I, I'm driving a car and, and I get pulled over and there's a, there's a warrant out for my arrest. For Uh-oh. an indictment. Oh, the yeah. grand jury yeah. indictment. Yep. Yep. They I've had caught a, I've me. I've had a couple of those. I'm like, damn, That's dude. No yeah. <laughs> and it sounds so bad. It does. You're like, oh, the grand it jury? It does. Oh, no. <laughs> and I'm six months pregnant, you know, and I can remember them pulling me out of the car. And and there was this one cop in surprise that always fucked with us. Yeah. Always. You oh, know. there's Kristen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. See, yeah. Totally. That's pull up beside me. I'd be walking down the street, pull up beside me, just totally fucking with me. Mm-hmm. I'm like, leave me alone. I'm you not know? doing anything. I know. Today I'm not, <laughs> yeah. you know. But uh they got me um for selling the two ounces of meth to the undercover cop and uh and I go to jail. You County know? jail. County jail. 
and uh, I'm calling my parent. Oh God, it was so gross. And I'm a bougie fucking <laughs> like my husband. He still makes fun of me because I'm like, there's no way that I would have made it in prison or anything like that because I'm fucking picky. Yeah. I hate like slop. Oh God, I would like have the girls give me all their bread and their peanut yeah. butter so yeah, that I can trade eat it. All for the peanut butter. Absolutely, you yeah. can have my trays. Just yeah, give me the bread and, and peanut. Yep, totally. <laughs> I'm pregnant. Come on. I yeah. need that bread, yeah. you know? So I lived off of that for three months and, you know, and I call my parents crying all the time, like, please get me out. And, uh, yeah. And my mom's like, look, well, mom started going to Al now for a little yeah. bit. Uh-oh. Absolutely. Uh-huh. And she's learning that tough love shit yeah, and like yeah. hanging up on me. Mm-hmm. I'm not enabling you anymore. And I was like, what, who are you yeah. talking to? You better stop going to those what are you learning? <laughs> Who's teaching you this? You but know, mom, but mom, 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 listen to me. I promise. It all, Please just, bail just, me out. Yes. And my bond was like 1200 bucks. Yeah. So like $120, yeah. you know what I mean? And I'm thinking like my baby dad, he loves me. He's yeah. going to get me out. He's going to get me. Every day here, the intercom comes on. You mm-hmm. think you're getting rolled nope. up. <laughs> nope. But ultimately mom ends up bailing you out. And so mom bails you out and, um, you, have the, you go to the treatment, right? But you have the baby too, right? So and- I, uh, I go, I get out and, um, and this is God working in my life. So I have, you know, the baby's three weeks early, um, December 17th, she was born. Um, I was in treatment at the time. Mm-hmm. So the stipulation, life well, right? yeah. yeah. So stipulation in my parents bonding me out is I had to go straight to treatment straight there. Yep. Okay. I go there and I'm there a couple weeks and I end up uh, going into labor and having the baby. She's three weeks early, 22 and a half inches long, nine pounds and not a trace of meth in her. That's nothing short of God. Right. Absolutely. So now when we look back on our stories and we have the privilege of experiencing God in all these areas of our life today, when we look back over our life, we start to realize that God's been in our life the whole time. The whole time. And through awareness, that's when we truly get to see only when we do our part. Right. And so you almost had a spiritual experience, if you will. Absolutely. Just like, holy shit. Are you ten fingers, me? ten toes. Like, absolutely perfect. That's not supposed to happen. No. Definitely not. Not supposed to happen. And so you're at Lifewell, and then you get a visit from mom. Yeah, because and... it's Christmas time. You know, uh-huh. parents come to the yeah. fa- to the treatment center and bring you presents and uh I manipulate a situation. My mom's like, oh, it's so gross in here. I'm like, oh, they have bed bugs, you know, scratching my head. And yeah. and uh, my mom's like, pack your shit, let's go. Yeah, the manipulation. Yes. That's, I mean, lie, cheat, manipulate, steal. That's my main For grocery. Sure. And I'm a telemarketer on top. Used to be. <laughs> uh, ABC, always be <laughs> closed. Always be closed. <laughs> mom's like, uh, yeah, you look hungry. I'm so no, hungry, I'm so mom. Hungry. You wouldn't even believe it. They don't yep. even give us socks and clothes. And, yep. you know, mom's like, what? Yep. <laughs> Oh, it's yeah. dirty here. Oh, they got bed bugs yep. too. So I'm out. I'm out. Come home with me, honey. Yeah. My, my bags are already packed. Yep. As a matter of Let's fact, go. I'm ready right now. For sure. <laughs> so I go home and, uh, you know, but my stipulation to this one is that I have to do meetings. So Uh-oh. I do meetings. You know, I get introduced to Crystal Meth Anonymous and like I'm on this whole fuck men thing because yeah. I hate men right yeah. now. Yeah. You know, men are my that, problem. That's the problem. Absolutely. Shit. Fuck. So I'm going to become a lesbian. <laughs> Yeah, because women are gonna fix my problem, you know. <laughs> and I meet this chick in in the CMA meetings, and we uh, our stories are a lot similar, you know. Yeah. She's a single mom, I'm a single mom, so now I got the baby, you yeah. know. And uh, my son's taken care of by my parents, but I got this little baby, and uh, and she's a stripper. Mm. The girlfriend's a stripper, so 
um, I mean, like we dancer? would dancer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 Shout out to the dancers. It's PT show club back in the day. Uh, now I don't know what it so is. So my now. wife, <laughs> she's gonna hate this, but I tell directions by strip clubs. Yes. <laughs> Center we, Yeah. I'm like, oh, by oh, okay, Bourbon Street on Thomas. Oh, I know where it's at. Oh, we're talking Chivas. Oh, by the VA. Okay, I know where we're highlighter. Going. Shout oh, we're talking highlighter. Shout out band aids. Okay, yeah, I know exactly how to get there. Yes. She's like, "Are you, Are you fucking kidding me right now?" <laughs> totally. It's, it's kind of funny now. But. Yeah. So you end up, um, you end up meeting the, the stripper, and and you know she got a lot of things in common. You meet in the rooms, and you know you you decide that men are your problems, so and now you're going to be with women. You're going to be a lesbian. But ultimately, again, just like everything, everything goes so good till it goes so bad. So it goes bad for you. And when I mean bad, I mean like meth bad. Yeah. Like it doesn't get much worse than, worse than meth bad. So, you know, how does that all come to happen? So, I mean, I assume now that you're hanging out at the strip club. Mm-hmm. You're like almost, I mean, maybe say like the house mom. Yeah. You're in the sure. back doing hair. Uh, no, not even. <laughs> like I'm just sitting in the back. Uh, taking care of my girlfriend's money and yeah, let me you know, hold the money. Yeah, I'll hold the money. Um, oh, I'm gonna con this guy and you know, yeah. Hustlers, J Lo, that movie. I've seen it. That's my fucking shit. Yeah, that was it. our shit. The Dateline's even better. Yes, that's a true story. Yes. Yeah. So uh, you know, we're robbing these dudes and and taking them for all they got and uh, slipping them a little yeah roofie here and there. A little and, Bill Cosby yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Because we're going to need that. Just yeah. enough to get that credit card out. Yeah. Though. And then you're going to sign it and yeah. we're going to have all that money that you tipped us. So. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Service work. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Cervix work. No, yeah. just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, and, and I and I meet this guy and, you Uh-oh. know, yeah. And uh, he's 45 and I'm, I'm about 22. And um, I'm dropping the baby off at the babysitters, you know, mm-hmm. and... Uh, and I'm doing meth every day now. And I I would think like I was dropping the kid off for like, you know, 12 hours and we're going to come back and it would be like a week later. Yeah. And they're calling me like, hey, you coming to get your kid, you know? And um, yeah, we're on meth. I'm on, yeah, my, I'm I'm on, on my way. way. <laughs> I'll be there in five minutes, you know, and I wouldn't show up for another day or two. And uh, it, it seriously was like that. No exaggeration. And um, and I remember the babysitter being like, like, what's going on? Like, yeah. talk to me, you There's know, obviously an issue here. Right. And I'm like, I just can't, I can't give this little girl the life that she deserves, yeah. you know, um, will you adopt her? And, uh, and I had known this family for a long time, mm-hmm. you know, you know, yes, them yes, know. absolutely. And, uh, and they ended up adopting my daughter. Amazing individuals. Yeah, yeah, for sure. They opened that house to that little girl and, um, you know, she got raised with her three brothers and, and, uh, it was an open adoption. So like, she knows I'm her mom. She's yeah. 18. She's actually graduating Ironwood this year. Oh, Ironwood. I know. Okay. All right. Yeah. But I get to be present, you know, and I get that's, to be there. That's and... the, the, you know, that's what recovery is all about. Cause all we're gaining is awareness and through working the steps through the groups, the jobs that we have, we gain awareness in every area of our life when we're aware we're responsible, but the awareness, what life's all about is being present in the relationships, experiencing, feeling, and just being present for once. Right. And that's what it's all about today. My whole thing was, is like, um, as a mom, you know, I'm a piece of shit. You know what I mean? Like I'm giving my kid up for adoption because I can't fucking stop doing meth every day. Um, but I look back at it now and that's the best decision that I could have ever done for that little girl. Cause she had a, a true 
she had a good life. And the only she way you see that, life. though, is because of the work you put right. in. Right. Absolutely. Otherwise, it's just, uh, you know, a motivator to continue to get high. For sure. And so we will use that. We become victims of our delusions. We blame everyone else because it allows us to continue our negative behavior because it's your fault. It's my mom's fault. I'll show you, mom. I'm going to go to prison again. Yep. See what you did? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> it so, makes no sense. So you're with this dude. I meet the guy yeah. and like he's 45 again. I'm 22 yeah. and I'm in love, man. Yeah. I'm not a lesbian. Yeah. So I'm going to yeah. drop the stripper. I'm yeah. going to fucking get my act straight. Yeah. And, uh, and you did and for a while, right? I did. I did. I did good, you know? And um, and he has a vasectomy. So, like, I'm going to get him to get a vasectomy reversal because we're going to have a baby yeah. and everything's going to be great, yeah. you know? And we got our little condo in North Phoenix. And, and, uh, and he's going home to California on the weekends to check on the tattoo shop. Yeah. And yeah, he's, I'm a business uh, owner, babe. I mean, yeah. I gotta go make sure. I gotta go make right. sure yeah. everything's good. And uh, you know, and it's crazy because I look back at it now, and like he would take me home to California, but we would stay like over by his mom's house or something. Yeah. So we're gonna stay in a hotel because I want to yeah, be close yeah, to yeah. mom. Easy drive, you know the traffic. Totally West Hollywood. You know, <laughs> it's a little bit away from Van Nuys. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, and he's going home and checking on the wife and kids. Ooh. Yeah. And I'm like, ouch. Again. Again. Are you serious? So I, uh, you know, I drop him and, and I move out and, uh, now I'm pregnant though. You know, yeah. I got pregnant right away and it was crazy. Cause when the doctor, when he got the vasectomy, the doctor or the vasectomy reversal, the doctor's like, it's going to take about six to 12 months. Yeah. And I was like, that's what you think. Yeah. It's, it's not effective immediately. Yeah. Okay, and I so. was pregnant within a month. Yeah. Again, I drank the water. Yeah. So, um, this is my last pregnancy, though. Okay. So from there, after I have this one, uh, I get my tubes tied. Okay. So I got a little smart. Yeah. So I have this baby and, uh, you know, and her dad was nowhere in her life. And uh, it just wasn't supposed to be like that, you know. And I got with another guy. Again, yeah. you know this yeah. guy. Yeah, <laughs> I do know this guy. <laughs> and I get married to him um, after two months of knowing him because this is the love of my life yeah. and uh, we're going to do great things. And yeah. it just wasn't like that. It you know, that no, fuck. We were so toxic for each other. You know, I'm not, I'm not innocent. I beat the shit out of him just as much as oh, you put beat. the tips on. Oh, for sure. <laughs> for sure. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> he beat me up. I beat the shit out of him too. You know, I'm not an angel. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, um, our, our relationship was toxic. Uh, we went and we were married for six years and, and it just was not healthy. And I'm dragging my kid through all this. And, uh, and it's, you know, when you're raised in that environment, like you tend to flock to that. Sure. And uh, that's what I grew up around. So um, I get in another relationship and, and it's horrible too. And um but it's all the other guy's fault right yeah you know, i look at all my relationships you know and they fail because i'm involved in them and i'm incapable of having a meaningful relationship and when we do the sex inventory we really realize that and a lot of people have a misconception about the sex inventory really it's about learning how to have relationships deflation of ego the four step gives us the clear-cut blueprint game plan of exactly what we need to change i need to change my part in the resentments i need to change self-sufficiency and the fears and i need to do everything opposite of how i've anything i've ever done in any other relationship because right. life's a series of relationships For ultimately sure. we get there but we're not there yet no so toxic relationship negative emotions untreated trauma from the last 15 plus years yep. the kids the pregnancies the loss yeah 
And so all that, what ends up, I mean, ultimately... Um, I meet another guy or I get into a relationship with another guy because, you know, again, he's the problem. So I'm going to go to another one Uh and uh, he's going to fix it. And um, No one's ever told you you have a bad picker, have they? Yes, my sponsor. (laughs) She always used to say, your men picker is bad. So like when my husband came into my life, uh, she was like, God placed that man in your life. Yes. And, yeah. And, you didn't pick that man. God placed that man in your life. And that's a big fact. Absolutely. Yeah. So shout out Ian. Yes. I mean, come on. Love that man. Yes. Yeah, amazing He's... individual. And so you start doing pills though. Yeah. Uh-oh. I'm doing pills here and there and I'm doing the Suboxone maintenance mm. and uh, yeah, it was. And then I'd, oh, I'm going to get off the pills and I'm going to do meth for a little bit because my, my weight has always been a problem. So I know that if I go do a little bit of meth for a little bit, I think like, oh, I'm going to do it for a month and I end up doing it for like a little bit of weight, get off the dope sickness for sure. Physical dependence from the pills. I'm just going to get over. It's going to be no big deal. And I've tried that multiple times (laughs) and I make it about four days and then I feel like I want to die. Crawling out of your skin (laughs) and like. <laughs> looking ripping at, looking your out hair the out. window. I'm the window looker. Yes. Like, shh, shh, did you hear that? <laughs> They're watching us. They were really watching us sometimes. Yeah, I sometimes, swear. Sometimes they were. Yeah. And so you meet another, you know, another guy, but this guy that you meet, he uh uses a needle. Yeah. Uh oh. Yep. And he uses heroin. And I'm like, fuck, dude. You know, and for a little bit in our the beginning of our relationship, like I smoked meth. Yeah. You know, and, and I, and I tried heroin every once in a blue moon, but, um, I only smoked heroin once and I burnt chicken. I'm like, yeah. Ugh. you know, my, I'm a banger. My wife thinks that it smells like burnt barbecue sauce. Yes. It's disgusting. <laughs> so I, uh, you know, and I'm sitting here and I'm watching him shoot himself up and I'm like, fuck man, I want to be on your level, yeah. you know? And, uh, and I'm like, if you don't shoot me up, I'm going to find somebody to do it. Yeah. And, that- that works every time. Master manipulation. <laughs> and boom. He's got a needle in my arm and it's on and popping from there. And it goes bad real quick. Real quick. 32 days. 32 days. It's all gone. Because that's the progressiveness of our illness. Over any considerable period, it gets worse, never better. And if anyone, all the listeners out there, can we talk progressive disease, aggressive recovery. I have to have an extremely aggressive recovery and be willing to go to far greater lengths than I've ever went for my addiction. And I know that we went to some great lengths. Mm-hmm. My recovery has to supersede that at all times. For sure. So that's why 32 days it's gone. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's gone, gone. Yeah. The like house, the car, that. the kid, uh, DCS was involved. Um, my sister had went behind my back and, uh, filed for emergency custody of my daughter. And, uh, and now I have this DCS case, you know, and I'm in this abusive relationship that I can't get around. I can't get, uh, away from him. And, uh, and like I'm bad, just, bad. Yeah. Knock my teeth out, stab me in the head with a butter knife, like a butter knife. Yeah. Oh, you gotta have some force. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. For sure. (laughs) So, um, you know, and and again, like, but we love that. You know, like he loves me. I fucking love that shit. Yeah. Well, because the whole life, that's what you've learned what love looks like. Exactly. And so we don't know any different. These false beliefs, the you know, the examples we have as kids. Sometimes everybody's different, right? But we start to believe those things to be true when they're false. Right. And we don't understand what love is. We don't love ourselves. We're incapable of loving anyone else. I always say, I used to call my girl from the yard and I'd be like, I need money. Yeah. I love you. And she'd be like, shut up. Shut up. You don't don't know what the fuck. Yeah. I was like baffled. I was like, are you kidding me? How would you, how dare you say such a thing? Right. She's right. It's an action word. And you know, we know that today. And so ultimately it gets real bad real quick. 
and you end up at uh, Native American Connections. Yeah, so October 2015, I uh, I get away from dude, and um, and I'm doing good, man. And I um, I spend my 33rd birthday in there, and I find out I have Hep C. Mm-hmm. Um, he had cut me with a dirty needle and infected me with Hep C, and I was like, oh my god, like poor me, my yeah. life is over. Yeah. Like you know, this is the end, and I'm gonna die like this. And um, there's a cure. Yeah we learn about the cure and yeah. fucking treatment. So I'm like, Oh, I'm going to get better, you know? And, uh, and I do good for a little bit. And I did the 45 day program and I did 90 days IOP and 90 days sober living. And that's very humbling too. Like sure. I'm a bougie ass drug uh-huh. addict. Like I'll fucking rob, yeah. I'll steal. Like you got me fucked up. Yeah. And you think I'm taking the light rail or the bus? <laughs> well, this girl had to take the bus and the light rail. And that's what we need sometimes. But you know what? And, and you know, we both work in recovery today. Yeah. And so we know it's like this stepping stone program. You know, you hit the 45 days, you do the residential first, usually it's detox and you hit the residential and you do, you know, 45, 90 day program, whatever that looks like. Then you jump into IOP and then you take the next step into sober living and you start to figure out how to learn your life and save some money and life skills and recovery. And you get all those things in place. And that's ultimately what you do. And so in doing all that, things start to get better for you, mm-hmm. but, but, but it's not the time. So we're going to close out part one right here. And I want everyone to really think about the journey and think about everything that she's been through. Because it, when I started this episode out, I, I started talking about a recovery all-star and seeing her everywhere and being involved in, in the recovery community. And when this thing goes live and it's posted everywhere, everybody knows you because of the woman you are today and the service work that you do and the miracle that takes place. So part two of all the episodes I do, you know, I always do them in two parts. Part two is the miracle. And so I want everyone to really soak this one in. Part two will be dropping in two days. So tune in for part two.